Steph, come here. Come and record the Drift ad. Today's episode is brought to you by Drift Outfitters in downtown Toronto, Ontario. Drift Outfitters is your source for all things fly fishing. From waders and boots to thread and feathers, Drift has it all. They're now open for in-store shopping, but with the COVID times twist. Along with mandatory masks, a few other things have changed. Check in on their website for the latest updates and policies. Curbside pickup for your online and phone orders is still a great way to get all the gear you need. And they're shipping for free across Canada on orders over 100 bucks. Visit driftoutfitters.com to learn more. Hello, welcome to another episode of SoFly. It is uh, it's October, and we are recording once again. My name is Mitch, and we've got Aldo. Hey. And we've got Yelma. Hello, everyone. And we've got a special guest on the show today we're super excited to be chatting with. Um, been uh, planning this one out for a little while now. Um, we've got Elan Stribling on the show. Elan is a fly angler born and raised in Denver, Colorado. He's a wildlife biology graduate from CSU, and since 2018, a stand-up comedian. He's traveled around the country fly fishing for the last six years and has uh, fished both U.S. coasts. Um, he's also fished in South Africa, which is cool. I want to chat about that. Um, New Zealand, uh, two amazing fly fishing destinations. Um, and on Instagram, he's known as Black Steve Irwin. He's worked with Brown Folks Fishing, a page dedicated to featuring BIPOC anglers, building community and reimagining conservation. We're so excited to be chatting uh, today with you, Elon. Elon, how's it going? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. It's it's going well. It's it's cold here. so Yeah, yeah it's definitely getting yeah. colder here, yeah. too. Falls coming. Where is here for you? Mm. Here, uh, Denver, Colorado. Oh, right. Um, yeah, yeah. My my house here in Denver, where I was born and raised, and um, we had a couple of days of warm weather, and then we had a snowstorm back in like September, beginning oh, yeah. of September, Jeez. and then it was hot as hell for a really long period of time, and then now it's just it's getting a little nipply. So yeah, right on. Denver, Colorado, man. There's some good fishing out there, eh? Yeah, there's some, uh, you know, we're not going to spoil it, but yeah, there's some, there's some places to get out to. Uh, if you're listening and you don't live in Denver, it's not that great, but if you're in Denver, you know what's up. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Always the case. Yeah, it's a good yeah. way to frame it up. Um, so are you fishing like right, like recently? Have you been out recently? How's it going over there fishing-wise? Yeah, I was, I was out fishing yesterday. Um, uh, the fishing is, is this time of year, as soon as it as soon as people start getting cold and don't want to fish, yeah, um, it gets really, really productive and good. So yeah. uh, the last two or three weeks have been, yeah, just uh, just really, really, really fun. So right on. That's yeah. Cool. What, are you, what are you fishing for? <clears throat> what did you fish for yesterday? Um, yesterday I was fishing for some 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 big pissed off browns, uh, but um, a lot, uh, quite a few different species we're also hungry as well which i think makes the fall so fun is that um there are you know browns that when they're not spawning they're eating and they're being pretty aggressive but there's all there was a pretty good size cutty yesterday that i got and and a pretty a very very pretty rainbow so and even some suckers were were taking stuff on the swings i mean not suckers some whitefish were taking some stuff on the swing so it was a it was a fun day <laughs> yeah that sounds like a really good day man oh my god yeah yeah it was, it was spoiled yeah, man. Well, we're out in Toronto. It's getting colder in our neck of the woods, too, uh, up here in Canada. You know, fall is hit, and the fishing slowed right down. I mean, now it's Great Lake Steelhead's fishing for us, but, yeah, um, yeah it's, I mean, it's beginning, like, typically this time of year, it's kind of slow, because Great Lake Steelhead fishing's kind of slow anyway, especially, even if you're good at it, which, you know, yeah. 
we're you know we're you know we're we're new to the whole thing. Um, yeah, but it's uh, it's that kind of fishing for us right now. So trout sounds amazing. Cutties, oh my god. And does it does it get busy like in the fall? Like does do oh, people yeah. who haven't fished all year come out and try to yeah. catch some scales? Yeah. yeah, like yeah. it's it's like not just fly anglers at that point, right? Because you'll get like yeah. center pin, you'll get gear guys. Yeah. And, Everybody's out on the river trying to catch a steelhead, and and right now we got salmon too because salmon also run up the river. So, yeah, it's it's a bit of a shit show. Uh, like people, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, I bet. You know, the fall definitely is busier than the spring in the sense that the spring doesn't have the salmon along with it. So, right, um, yeah, but I mean, it's a pretty time on the river. I mean, leaves are changing, right? Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's nice to be on the river and. Yeah, Absolutely. but our res yeah, but uh, like Mitch was saying, our resident trout season's closed. So jealous of you for sure. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's something yeah. I'm also kind of interested in is that you guys have a season where you can't fish for trout, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah, pretty Mo- much most of the, like, a big chunk of the year. Yeah. 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 Like our season opens late April and goes to the end of September. Or really, like once June for us anyway in Southern Ontario and Toronto, like or the GTA it starts getting real hot real quick. So, yeah. and like, it'll be really hot. So for us, it's like, really, you've got a very short window where you can actually safely and like ethically fish for, yeah. for trout because uh, the water gets so hot, you know? So, and uh, we don't, we don't, yeah. So we really have like a week in April, the month of May, and depending how June goes, kind of just June. That's true. And, I, I never uh, thought of it that way. And then, true, and yeah. then if September's hot, <laughs> we don't fish for yeah. them at all. Yeah. yeah. And then it closes. <laughs> yeah at the end of september yeah 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 there's a i mean there's a few rivers here that don't freeze over during the winter mm-hmm. and so you can see i mean theoretically you can fish 365 days a year in colorado it's <laughs> so wild there's no off season there's no i mean during you know spawning times during the spring and the fall they say you know don't step on the reds yeah but that's about it like that's the only mm-hmm. and that's not even like a law or that's just like you know, don't be an asshole. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you right. can fish. So imagine, and I wish, I actually wish uh, our, our state government would have like a season to just leave the water and the fish alone, but yeah. it's, it's too much of a, of a business here. So that'll right. never happen. Yeah. That's true. But are people ethically, ethically good on the river? Um, For the most part, you got a lot of people that, I mean, cause the Colorado, not just the fishing, but just kind of the destination yeah. um, is a big place for people to come visit. So people from mm-hmm. Texas, Florida, we get a lot of people from California that just come and they spend their, you know, uh, fall here or their summer here or whatever they do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's been times where, you know, you have to tell somebody like, you know, hey, don't, you shouldn't be doing that or that's not how you fish or this is catch and release only or you can't, you know, but for the most part, I think people are pretty yeah. understanding so pretty on top of that's it that's cool yeah it's good to see well, i got um that's good i got the pleasure to fish uh colorado three years ago i did the south Platte, the frying pan and the roaring fork and it's uh in the spring mm-hmm. pre pre-runoff and that was a pretty that was pretty cool i really like the south Platte. i didn't really like i had in my head to go to the frying pan obviously you know so yeah so much written about it yeah but then uh but my first stop after like driving across, I guess it would have been Kansas, was the South Platte, and I was just mm-hmm. like, uh, "Eleven Mile Canyon." That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that was my friend went there last weekend. She said she had a lot of fun. So yeah, it's rad. It's rad. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, why don't we uh, jump right back to the beginning of this whole thing and just jump into how you got into fly fishing? Like, how did you even decide to get into the whole fly fishing thing? 
Yes, yeah, so I, I mean, I grew up fishing here in Denver with my grandfather, not my gramps, those are two separate people. So I grew up fishing with my grandfather, my papa, and uh, it was one of those things where we would wake up at two or three o'clock in the morning and go to the store and buy worms and then just drive to the lake, sit on the shore and then just sit all day. And I was like, I hate this. Like, I don't <laughs> want to do this. Yeah. And so that was in like, you know, middle school and high school. So I never fished. I never really did much. And then um, it was my, my, the first semester of my sophomore year in college, I was uh, dating this girl and she had heard about like a fly tying like class it was like a Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Come yeah. learn how to tie flies. And so I went and I was like, this is the dopest shit I've ever done. And we, <laughs> so for like two hours, all we did was tie flies yeah. for like three weekends in a row. And so I first started tying flies. And then on like our graduation or whatever, on like our last day, we uh, went out to this little pond and we're like chasing carp. Nice. And just like the idea of seeing these, and it was like a private lake. So the carp were massive, but. Um, it was like private ponds, but the idea of seeing these carp coming up and like tailing and then yeah. trying to put our flies, it was just like a, it was just like, it gave me like a rush of like anger, happiness, anxiety, like <laughs> adrenaline, yeah. confusion, and, and like the ability to learn of like, oh, I have to go back and I want to go back and get that fish or I want to figure out how to, so it was like a puzzle. Um, yeah. And then ever since then, like, Ever since then, I went and bought like a hundred dollar combo setup, you know, with it had the line, the reel and a bunch of, you know, flies on it. Yeah. And then ever since then, I was just like, yeah, I can't not do this. So. Yeah, man, that's great. I love that you got into it from tying. Like that's such a cool entry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And the the relationship didn't work out, but I was, I was happy about that. So now I just have fishing. (laughs) Right on. Yeah. That's awesome. Did you catch a carp that day? Like, were you able to actually stick a carp? No, they were, they would like come and look at it and then turn. And I I think that was, that was for a fish to be as as dumb as they are. They are very smart and kind of mean. So yeah, that day. And and I've chased for carp since then. And I, I, I love it almost pretty much. I actually, I love it the same as much as trout fishing. Yeah. I know that's what people are, everybody's saying. Yeah. Sorry, Mitch. Sorry. I was just going to say, um, uh, couple couple guys that we had on the on the podcast were pushing for carp yeah the, the, the thing and we haven't tried i mean i haven't done it i, I think aldo has and i don't know if mitch has but I, no i haven't i don't i don't yeah. know shit about fuck when it comes to carp <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're i i i enjoy them they're a little bit more i would say tricky but i do enjoy carp yeah yeah, yeah they're right. pretty... i mean the grand just just up the street from us has it we should just go one time. yeah 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 they're pretty wild i don't know i, I need to I need to get into carp fishing a little bit more, but, um, it's cool that, I mean, a hundred percent, you can see how that would be an exciting first fishing mode because those things are mm-hmm. giant, you know, they're hard to catch. Yeah. Like they're cool looking in the water. Um, yeah. but what, like, what, what was it about fly tying that piqued your interest at first? Like you just saw, you're like, that looks like something cool. Or had you seen it before? Or was it just like a, on a whim kind of thing? No. Yeah. It was my, it was my first time seeing that. And I think it's, I love, uh, creative people so I, I, I wouldn't say i'm like an artsy creative person but i love that someone can look at uh, an insect or look at a hook and say like oh i can turn this into you know whatever like, like whatever and yeah. so i think mm-hmm. it's uh i think it's like once again like a puzzle piece of like people trying out stuff and i love watching people tie and um styles and intricacies and, and the nuances of it so i i 
it's yeah it's just something to to admire and i think it's i'm not saying it's like super artsy but i yeah. do think it's like an element of everyone has like their own style the way they tie and, uh, and oh yeah i just uh, i just think it's dope. it's like peaceful so totally yeah there's definite creativity to the whole thing 100 percent. yeah yeah mm-hmm. do you remember your first fish on the fly was it a carp my first fish on the fly was a grayling whoa nice oh, yeah it was like a it was like a six or seven inch grayling but um, my gramps took me um and he he's been fly fishing for a really long time i didn't know that until i started fly fishing but he took me up to this place here in colorado and we went uh yeah we were using like tiny little bugs and that was my first fish on the fly and i got to see the dorsal fin and the and how pretty the fish was so no, that's sweet, man. Graylinger. Yeah. That's that's a fish we talk about a lot because we've always yeah. wanted to catch one. None of us have gotten one. They're so cool looking, you know. Like, yeah, that's the first though. That's pretty first badass, yeah. Look. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's a great first fish. I love that. Everybody yeah. says bass or like walleye or you know, but to have grayling as your first, that's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. I'm a little jealous because yeah. you know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, he almost really yeah, wants it. Was, it was... We almost got in his head to catch you to catch a grayling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do it. Yeah. If I can ever make a trip to, to Alaska, I, I definitely, that's like the fish I want the most mm-hmm. is a gray, like one of those giant ones. Yeah. All right. Well, if the borders open up before your chance to go to Alaska, come come to Northwest Territories, Labrador. Cool. Hang with us yeah. and we'll go. Good Hell yeah. There, right? Yuma, what was your first fish on the fly route? Was it a bass? Was it a smallmouth bass? Uh, First fish? No, it was a rainbow. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. At the ponds. Nice. In the ponds. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's sick. Yeah. I was very dismissive. He was like in the ponds. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stock Hey, those pond fish are great, man. Never yeah. knock those guys. Wild fish probably was probably was the bass on on the Grand Mitch with you. Oh, nice. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but... I could dig that, but grayling's a great first fish. I love that. Yeah. Thank. Yeah. I, I got lucky. So now. Yeah. yeah man. <laughs> So it sounds like you've always kind of had a passion for the outdoors. I mean, you're, you're a wildlife biology grad. Like, is that why you got into studying that? Was it just because you loved, you grew up fishing and all that kind of stuff? No, I've, I've always loved uh, animals and nature. Um, my name, Elon, actually means largest African antelope. Oh, cool. um, so my Gramps named me. So he was a wildlife biologist and he named me. So I, I mean, I grew up going outside and trying to find worms and watching birds and playing in the dirt and and uh watching you know steve Irwin and jeff corwin and pbs documentaries and always right. nature and wildlife and so i've always had like a um desire like a lust for the outdoors and then like when i went to school i wanted to be a veterinarian i was like oh i'm gonna save all the animals but <laughs> it just turned out that i would be working on a farm probably and i was like yeah i'm not doing that yeah. so um then I switched to, you know, natural resource wildlife bio. And I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is more like it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then, and then that kind of, I transitioned from being a, being like pre-vet to wildlife bio. And the same time I started tying flies. So it just kind of like, oh, okay. every time I would go out and fish would also be like a, a study session or every time right. I would, you know, look up something from, from my vertebrates class, so I would learn something new about fish. So it kind of just went hand to hand and I was able to piggyback off of either one of them, both of them. So oh, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. hundred percent. And you yeah. find like now, like you, when you fish, like it's kind of influenced a little bit by your knowledge of that stuff. Like you're, when you're on the river, you're not just fishing, but you're also, you know, thinking about the bugs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Sometimes I'll go fish and I'll take a nap and then I'll wake up and I'll 
go look at plants or I'll try to ID plants or try to ID birds yeah. and um, look at what insects are in the water. Not just to, not to match the hatch because I don't 100% believe that, but um, just to like, just out of pure curiosity and, and fun. Yeah. So um, yeah, and I, I still, even though I'm not in school anymore, I still do love learning and, and kind of keeping that, always learning something new and progressing. So yeah. Yeah, fly fishing is great like that. I love that you can mm -hmm. just be out in nature. Yeah. Did you pursue that field after university or did the comedy career then come after that? No, yeah, I, I switched from wild, I switched from pre-vet to wildlife bio. And then yep. the same year, I like started fly fishing. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started comedy in 2018. Um, and that was just rent that was just uh, on the hunch on a random thing so yeah. it's kind of felt like getting into comedy and you're right. like hey i'm gonna go do a i'm gonna go do a set yeah yeah i've <laughs> always loved comedians i remember watching cat williams the pimp chronicles comedy special <laughs> yeah. and even though i didn't know everything that he was talking about when i was 12 or 11 or 10 or whatever age i was i remember watching it being like yo this dude is making like a like stadium full of people laugh at just whatever he wants to talk he can go up there and say whatever he wants and so i've always loved public speaking and and i've always been in roles where i had to communicate with big groups and then i've always like written stupid jokes and i have my old notebook and yeah. so i was like i just like if i go up and i do it and no one laughs i'm gonna be the same person tomorrow and if somebody laughs i'll be like i i did stand-up comedy so that and that was literally my thought process and then yeah, that was it. That was all I had to Man. think about. And then I felt nauseous all day before I went. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. You just yeah. did, you just went and did a set. You had your 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 five minute thing written down. You mm -hmm. just went and performed it. Like whatever, I'm gonna do this thing. Yep, I, I went to the night to a show book the night before and just watched. And then the next night I was like, all right. And once yeah, I signed my name up on the list, and I was like, well, now I can't I can't leave. Like I can't. They'll yeah. be like Elon's dribbling, and then no one shows up. And I'm like, that's. And I'm also competitive. So I, I saw how funny people were being. And I was like, I wonder if I can be that funny. Mm -hmm. um, and the first, I'll be honest, the first time I went up, I did really, really well. Like I crushed it. Nice. And then people were coming up to me after and were like, oh, how long have you been doing comedy? How long have you been doing comedy? And I was like, oh, that was my first time. They're like, get the, you know, get <laughs> yeah. out of here, man. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Keep coming back. Yeah. And then the next like two months, I probably, I don't know if I got a single laugh yeah, every yeah. time I went up on stage. So. Yeah. yeah, I was like, well, uh, this is yeah. fun. This is hard. <laughs> it's not hard. I just got lucky. Yeah. So. I think that was Chappelle's story yeah. too. Chappelle was saying like his first time he, he was funny and then a couple of times afterwards it was hard. Um, yeah. Funny because um, like, and you say presentation lucky. skills and like public speaking, it's like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm not funny at all. Um, but there was, I was having trouble presenting to, because I'm in advertising and I was having trouble mm -hmm. presenting to clients. Not having trouble, but um, having trouble speaking with conviction. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And Mitch sends me this article. He's like, take a comedy stand-up class because the whole, you know, the whole correlation with selling your jokes and selling an idea to a client um, are one and one and the same. Yeah. So I went and I did, and I did that. And I, I mean, they laughed, but I think they laughed because I was, um, it felt sorry for me for You're funny man. I don't think it was that funny. You're funny man. I saw the let tape. Me, let me tell you what, if you're, 
you're pursuing a career in comedy that is um yeah probably one of the hardest things if not the hardest thing to do I have, i've ever done and and, and it's incredible to be honest like no it's not that big a deal <laughs> it's uh no that's that's and did you do you think you like feel better or you felt better after taking the class like yeah, it changed my pres- career pres- like presenting and just like talking in front of people yeah yeah and that's people always ask me they're like how how'd you get into it or how do you get into it and i'm like the hardest part is literally like just going mm-hmm. up there and like just knowing what you want to talk about because i think a lot of people they have stage fright or they'll be like oh i'm funny yeah you know in a situation or i'm funny talking to my friends but when i get up stage i get nervous I'm like once if you can just get up stage get on stage and realize you can survive and no one's gonna kill you yeah, <laughs> like exactly. you'll 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 be all right so anyone can do it so don't be afraid it's yeah. it's fun uh, and it can be you know difficult and but it is it is super easy and it's it is it's a lot of fun and you stuck you stuck it out like for two months you said you didn't get laughs but you just kept doing it yeah and then that was the that was probably the most fun part to be like well why did i do well the first time Mm. yeah and why is every time now sucking so then it became like a all right all right and then once i started getting better it was kind of it was like the a huge learning curve of like nothing and then you know i learned a lot and i kind of stopped and i learned a lot so yeah um yeah it's just trying to figure out not even what people want to hear but what what did i want to talk about and what was funny so yeah it's interesting correlation to the fly fishing world too because i feel like fly fishing is kind of like that too you know you go out for the first time you know fish a pond or you get a guide and you catch a bunch of fish and then you keep going out and it's like this is brutal like i'm not catching anything you know but you stick to it and Yep, then you you don't catch a fish for two months and you're like i hate this but you keep going back and then one day exactly you, get you catch the fish and you're like oh there's like a small piece that i can yeah. figure out and then you just kind of put it together until you're an instagram thought you know <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. you can figure it out so <laughs> yeah 100%. 100%. So if you travel, that's really what we're trying for, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at this point, we none of us need jobs. All you have to do is just be, you know, hot on Instagram and we're Gucci. <laughs> I'm, totally. just, I'm just euro niffing and doing squats. Just trying to get <laughs> that's, all, that's all you got to do. That's yeah. all it is, man. It's funny you bring that up because it's so true, eh? Like this whole like social media fly fishing culture, like world. Um, I don't know. Like, what do you do you think culturally fly fishing is like changing for the better? Or do you think it's like, going down a weird path. <laughs> yeah, I, I I hate this. And some people are probably not gonna like this, but I don't like the fly fishing community of the world just because um, of the of the systematic stuff, you know, being a bunch of old white guys. Yeah. Like whatever, you know, like it's, I mean, whatever, you yeah. know, like the world's changing. But then then you have this aspect of, of um, it's like this, like this cool, it's like supposed to be like this cool, Broy, mm. like super hard, mm-hmm. ancient thing, and it's like dog. Like for one, like when people say fly fishing is a sport, I'm like, yeah, well, it's it's not. Like if you can, if you, I mean, I've seen, yeah, it's not a sport. It not can for be the dangerous. fish. Not for the fish. They don't think it's a sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can be dangerous, but I don't think like no one's guarding you yeah. on defense. Like no one's, <laughs> yeah, totally, is yeah. stopping you from like fishing so i don't i don't think fishing is a, like fly fishing is a sport i think like those bass fishermen that go out and like compete yeah like that's a like that's a skill but i think fly fishing like waving a stick with the little parachute atoms is not a, a challenge so I, yeah the fly fishing community is just 
it's so it so wants to be cool and there's people that want to be cool in it but i think Mm -hmm. that makes it uncool and i've met some really dope people who are not you know instagram influencers in the fishing community um and then i've met people who are you know they they they're like signing autographs and taking pictures and i'm like i know 10 people that can outfish you yeah yeah. i know (laughs) like yeah i know you you're not you're i mean it's just you should be having fun with it and if you're not having fun with it then if you are having fun and you make a million dollars from instagram good on you dope shit but it shouldn't be like this like this ultra elite cool thing it's just be like if you enjoy it go out and have fun well it's it's almost like you've got fly fishing you know and then you've got like uh instagram fishing branding like they're two yeah. almost two different things you know where it's like yeah either your hobby's fly fishing or your hobby is like building brands around the outdoors or something yeah because because like, yeah. it's right like there's i just can't believe the the amount of content there is around this stuff and it's just like all oh, there's so many like thousands maybe millions of people that are you know influencers and and doing this sort of thing and it's just like that to me i've just broken it into my head it's like okay that's like a whole other thing like fly fishing is not yeah. really that you know yeah and then yeah and i i agree i don't think it should be I mean, if the once again, those people should exist if they can make money. I don't hate on anyone making money. I think you know, mm-hmm. if I can, you use promo code Eland for twenty percent off of uh, a hat, whatever, <laughs> cool. But I, I think you should just do it if you really, really enjoy it with yeah. anything. Yeah. In life. Well, like do you say, like it's not every page on Instagram's not. Uh, you know, there's there are some people out there that are legit and that are cool and they're yeah. doing a really yeah good, absolutely. Good thing, right? So yeah, but and they, it's, and it's they just, can fish. All I care yeah. is like if if you can fish and you're a good person and you can laugh about shit, then yeah, yeah, not yeah. not take yourself too seriously. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah I think like, that's where I'm at. I'm in it for like uh like a little bit. There's a lot of obviously on the internet. There's a lot of dishonesty in the sense that like you try to make your life look better than yeah, you yeah. And a fishing, fly fishing especially, it's always that you know, only post the biggest fish, only whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. I'm I like. Or I like to think that we try to be honest in the fact that yeah. like a lot of times we don't catch fish or sometimes we're not catching biggest fish, but it doesn't really matter because we, we have fun with each other and that's what, uh, totally. that's why we do what we do. Yeah. Where am I going with this? Um, I guess <laughs> my problem is with fly fishing media currently is everything's going to be so hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hardcore. oh, so hardcore. I'm like, people who jump out of planes to fight fires in the woods are hardcore. Those, yeah, There's those nothing are hardcore yeah. about fly fishing. Like, yeah, we drive. We go to the drive-through to p- put food in our face, and oh, then we go yeah. fish and tell some jokes. That's it's fun. Yeah, but it's not hardcore. Yeah, so it's like yeah, so. I think like I think I hope we don't miss that. We're not missing that element of fun in trying to make ourselves. Yeah, you said so like serious. You said it right, Elon. You know, like everyone's trying to make it badass and like look like the coolest thing ever. And it's like uh, you know, it's not really what fly fishing is about, right? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like when when I was in college and I was fishing with people. I mean, we would load up, we would load up five people in a, you know, 1999 Jeep Grand Cherokee yeah. mm-hmm. and go drive someplace that's cold to fish. And that was, that was just what we, it was just fun. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, you know, it was when we hated it some moments because not some of us weren't catching fish or whatever, but it wasn't, we didn't like go out. And that's another thing. People go out, like when they go out to fish, they go out to take pictures instead of going right. out to fish. And I mean, I've, I'll, I'll tell you this, this month of October has been very, very fishy for me, which it hasn't been in the past couple of years, but yeah. it's been very, very fishy and I've had a lot of fun. And I, I, I mean, I probably took a picture of three or four fish uh, 
and I'm not in any of them. I just wanted to take a picture of a fish and be like, damn, that's a, that's a pretty fish. And I remember how I caught it. And yeah. I, like, I don't, I don't care about posting it or anything. Cause I'm like, well, what, what's, what's that going to do? Is that going to make me yeah. cooler? No, <laughs> it's not. So yeah. Yeah, totally. Right. Interesting. But, <laughs> yeah, but if you're if you're a fishing photographer, keep doing it because if you can make money, I support you. And there is some great content out there, you know, and like it's nice to look yeah. at those beautiful fish pictures. Um, mm-hmm. But it's true. I mean, the whole social dichotomy, it's a whole other a whole other thing. Yeah. 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 It's not even fishing. That's just that's that's just a small microcosm of the world. So, yeah. 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 But I think generally, uh, no, I think generally, like you think things are kind of going in like a good direction just from like a. Um, uh, like representation and like people accessibility to the fly fishing world. Like, um, are you seeing more people mm-hmm. getting into it or is, or is it cause you hit on it earlier? Like it's all old white guys. And it's like, of course, fly fishing has got that, that idea. Right. Cause that's, that's where it comes from. And it's like, I think that's going away, but what do you think? Yeah. And I, I think, I, I think that's slowly turning away for a couple of reasons. One for, um, the civil rights movement that not only the U.S. is in, but the world is in, that people yep. can share stuff from across the world in a moment of seconds. Mm-hmm. So you can see what's going on in other countries and be like, oh, that's the same shit is happening here. Yeah. So um, I think from social media, it's, it's changing, but also from um, uh, just, just I don't know, I'll say it like this. I, I've been fishing for a little bit of time now, and I had a friend who's a, another comic who wanted to learn how to fish and you know, he hit me up and he was like, hey, man, I want to learn how to fly fish. And I was like, cool. Like, I have a bunch of gear, so you don't need to do anything. And he was like, oh, no, my my neighbor has, like, six rods, a bunch of reels, flies, all this other stuff. And he was like, I'll just get it from him. And then, like, I'll just – and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he shows up, and it's, like, all vintage. Like, he has, like, a brand – like, not a brand new, but it's, like, a handmade bamboo rod. Whoa. It's, like, all these old – Orvis, like when the Orvis first yeah. started raking rods, it's like all these old <laughs> ancient stuff. And that's kind of the hierarchy of how people get into fly fishing and stay into fly fishing. Mm-hmm. So because he just knew someone in his community had fly fishing gear, he was automatically set up where he didn't have to go spend, you know, yeah. 200, 300 bucks to get waders or rods and reels and stuff like that. Yeah. Where, um, someone like where I grew up in my neighborhood, no one knew what fly fishing was, maybe still don't. And so when they see like, oh, maybe I want to go fly fishing, but then they see, oh, I have to spend, you know, 200 bucks, 300 bucks to go fishing. They're like, I'm not wasting that. I'm not doing that just to learn to see something. So I do think it's kind of a, uh, and now with social media, you're seeing, you know, brown folks fishing. You're seeing all these badass anglers, Eric, and, and just some of my friends on Instagram who are, not you know old white guys and you see some women who are getting out there and crushing fish and you're like oh yeah like yeah there's other people who do this and now i teach i told all my little cousins to fly fish and they're not super good they're from like six to eleven but they think fly fishing is like a black people hobby like they think it's like something black people do because the only person they've ever seen yeah fly fish is me and so um so I, i do think it's changing for the better and even if some companies are only representing, you know, BIPOC people mm-hmm. to show it, I think in the, in the longevity of that, even though that's not 
really good and positive. I think the longevity of that, that can, that can make a difference. So a kid doesn't have to think he can, he has to be a doctor or mm-hmm. a basketball player or a rapper or anything. He can be like, Oh, I can be a fishing person and yeah. travel the world and fish, which I think is dope. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, And it gives you so many, it's, yeah. I mean, it's great that anyone should be able to get into fly fishing because it unlocks so many, so many good things in you know, our lives. Um, I guess that's one good thing about mm-hmm. social though. Social media is it does, kind of connect yeah you know it, it puts a lens or it shines a light on all the all those issues and um no it's cool though it's good yeah I, it's yeah and it's it's lovely that you just said what you just said i i wish um that was the case obviously when you and i grew up it'd be a different yeah. story and yeah the heckling wouldn't have been there but yeah. i mean that's 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 the thing that you're saying it's like at least now we can be representative of um or be a face of what could possibly be for up and coming like my nephews and stuff to see this like oh no it's a it's a black thing or yeah it's a it's a human thing to do Um, yeah it's just something you want to do yeah yeah so i mean at least now we can lead the way um so i'm not mad at the fact that that wasn't my reality when i first started even when I skateboarded before Lupe Fiasco skateboarded (laughs) yeah yeah before he made it cool yeah before he made it cool yeah I was considered not a specific race because of the choices that i made which was like annoying so yeah i grew i grew up uh i grew up snowboarding so i know the exact same where i was like yeah, yeah i was like no no one on this mountain even looks like me <laughs> yeah 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 right that's good it's good that's changing though you know i mean it's i think it's yeah. important that everybody feels like they can get into it because it's such a great it's such a great thing fly fishing yeah, and I think that's what I mean. That's what the main majority of of what brown folks fishing is, and that's that's how I met them was from Instagram. Yeah. Um. Whenever I post a fish picture, I always use the hashtag Black Fly Fishing Team, and that's just something that I've done whenever I posted my first fish picture, mm-hmm. and um, I I like I kept posting, I kept posting, that, and then you know, <clears throat> this the woman who runs it, Tracy, who's a freaking og she reached out and was like hey like we're starting this group they're starting this team this this organization um and here's our goals and i was like that's that's like what i like our goals are you know to help people of color feel safe in the fishing environment and also get them into a fishing environment and hold companies accountable and i was like that's like that's all i've ever that's what i've been dreaming of since i started fishing and and then it just kind of happened organically like that and now yeah, now it's just a good group of people and it's a community and and i think i, th- I think it's all it's only positive so and of course we've been trashed a bunch but i think it's just funny right. yeah. yeah maybe for maybe people that don't know what is brown folks fishing or like where's yes. the base out of so i i would say because it's because tracy lives in uh the pacific northwest i would say it's based out of there mm. uh most of our um and we're not like brand ambassadors but most of the ambassadors who um help do the planning and organize events and and reach out to companies and kind of do the inside work um are on they're in california oregon or washington and so they're kind of on that, that pacific coast and um yeah it's just a it's just a it's a it's a place for people who feel comfortable to come share space that includes um women people of color anyone who wants to get into fly fishing into fishing um and not just fly fishing into fishing in general um and then we also 
you know, do our part to hold companies accountable when they're doing token stuff or, or, mm-hmm. or when they ask, you know, how can we be more inclusive? How can we represent more? And mm-hmm. we're saying, you know, put people on the board who aren't, you know, old white guys, put, put show that, you know, there's more people out here than, you know, Brian, who was in a fraternity with a backwards hat. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to see. Music. Like nobody wants to see Brian anyway, man. Get Brian. <laughs> Brian. So and that and that and that's pretty much is. And yeah. we have a website um, with a bunch of pledges, and and we're going to be coming out with a mentorship nice. program soon. So um, it's a lot of hands on, and uh, yeah, just just making space, making space because we mm-hmm. didn't have the space growing up. Just like Yoma said, like we didn't have the space growing up. So we're, we're just trying to yeah. make that space and, and open doors so that people of future generations. And um, I don't think, and I can probably say, I don't think anyone in that groups gives a shit about becoming famous for this or we none, yeah. none of us take like public recognition. So we always, it's, it's yeah, I'm very proud to, to be a part of that family. So yeah. Cool. It's wicked. Is, how's the response been to Brown folks fishing? Like, oh, amazing. There's, and, and we, I've definitely been joking about this recently, but the people who are who are cool with us and dope with BFF is like it's a very small circle. So I mean, at, within the ind- within the industry, yeah. like if you get more into it, you kind of recognize there's connections. This person knows that that company does this with that. Yeah. Um, and so with BFF, it's like like if you like if you mess with BFF, like we know like this company is good. This person is dope. Like we can trust them. They have good intentions. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it kind of becomes like a, a oh, pretty good spiderweb. So for the most part, people are, you know, people are open and like, yeah, like what's wrong with having more people of color on the water? Like yeah. it, so like, so what? And I, yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I love that kind of mindset of like, yeah, what, what's wrong with having more people on the color, on the water? But then we kind of come in and say, well, here's why this is happening. Right. Um, and here's what we can do to fix it for the future. So, That's awesome. um, yeah, of course. And of course we've been featured on a bunch of different articles and, you know, big Instagram pages. And of course there's those people that's like, why can't we just fish or yeah, why do you have to make it about race? And most of the, most of the time it, I, me, I'm not going to say them, but most of the time I go on and I just, you know, comment something snarky or something goofy. Cause I'm like, whatever yeah like one time is we our orvis posted something about us um about bff and um this guy was like orvis i'm never using your products again i'm gonna go to walmart and buy rods and i was like well can i get all your orvis stuff because <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a waste if you're not going to use it yeah. so um yeah there's just pe- people like that but but that's why you do it though right because yeah those people you know like yeah. in a way I, th- I feel like that's a great reason to keep going right yeah, and some of the stuff I've heard and stuff that has been said to me um, on and off the water, like the stuff like that doesn't affect me because it's like, yeah, you're you're a guy complaining on Instagram, but like, like I've heard I've heard all the excuses, I've heard all the bullshit. So, um, so yeah, it's just keep keep our head down and you know make fun of those people when we can and and just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, we're not we're just trying to help people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, hundred yeah. percent. How do you? do your outreach i guess like if you're in like i guess how do you get connected with people who want to learn how to fish or what kind of events can you throw especially now right yeah so before covid we were planning like all these fall events kind of into summer events where you know 
um, hey, if you live in Denver, Elon's hosting a casting clinic this oh, cool. Sunday or whatever. Or, or um, you know, we're going to be, I know in Oregon, they've done like, even with the pandemic, they've done like casting classes where they people just come out and they can just learn how to cast a fly rod. So that's that's been the majority of it. Um, it's just giving people the opportunity to come out and, and fly fish. And I do that kind of on a, on a, on a personal level um, with people here in Denver. So we'll post from the BFF account or my account and just say like, does anyone want to learn how to fish this Saturday or anyone need anything? And um, recently we've been, we've been getting a bunch of gear um, donated to, to myself and BFF um, and just trying to provide people who are starting fishing to, to get into it. Um, so if we can give you a rod and a reel with a line on it, I mean, all you need now is, you know, a leader and a few flies just yeah. to go out and practice or cast. So, um, if I think that's, that's what the majority of my focus is going to be until everything goes back to normal is just providing people with the tangible resources to, mm. to get on the water. So, mm. yeah, that's great. And did, did BFF start like what recently, is it like a recent project or is it? Yeah, I would on? say in 20, I would say in 2015, 2016. Okay, rad. Maybe, or yeah, maybe so. even 2017. Yeah. So, um, because there was a there was a span where, um, of like a maybe a year or two where I was doing fishy stuff and I had not heard of them or I, I was thinking about starting my own yeah, thing, um, and then and then I I bumped with them. So, yeah, I want to say 2016, 17, maybe. Right on. That's sweet. I mean, it's yeah. great. I love to see that kind of stuff happening. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully when COVID's gone, you guys can pick up the events again. I mean, I'm sure you will. Yeah. Who knows when yeah, that will yeah, be. But... I, would, I, I really enjoy teaching people to fish and... and That's fun. Yeah, it is fun. It is fun. fun. Yeah. Especially so, people that are new did, to it. And did my first it. guiding... Sorry, Mitch, go ahead. No, no, yeah. In Tomogamy, you, you went... Gui- Yilma was yeah. guiding in Tomogamy, middle of Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> For, for five days with Aldo, Aldo's guided a bunch. Um, this was like my first official guiding. I mean, I've, we guided once before. Um, on the yeah, you've been hosting trips, but you know. Yeah. Hosted a few, but like this was like, you know, this is, I'm there. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It's always fun to like, you know, especially when we're fishing and there's like the really hard, like it's really hard fishing and then mm-hmm. the guys catch you something. It's just like, holy shit. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Even like, yeah. Like you, you mentioned, you know, the way you got into fly tying, like when we were able to do, we would do like these intro nights at breweries mm-hmm. and we wanted people who'd never fished before, like never yeah. even thought about fly fishing. Like just people who yeah. would just regulars of the brewery basically is what we wanted. Mm-hmm. For that reason to just get people in, like, Oh, I have never thought of this before. Yeah. Yeah. It opens up like a whole new world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I, I love taking people fishing and, um that's what's yeah, cool about fly fishing having we're talking about what's cool about fly fishing that's mm-hmm. what's cool it's like yeah having uh, yeah having someone yeah. who's never caught a fish catch a fish on yeah. a fly rod yeah. and they're mm-hmm. losing their mind i'm losing my mind i'm like this is the greatest thing ever and it may not even it may be a big fish it may not be a big fish but i'm like look how pretty that fish is like you yeah like you did mm-hmm. you did that so yeah, that's cool. uh yeah there's i uh i work for an outdoor uh education program called lincoln hill cares um and we run a bunch of different like classes or kind of sessions and one of the sessions i teach is the fly fishing and it's it's like the greatest thing to see like a kid like i'm like when that bobber goes down 
you just you run backwards yeah. like you just take <laughs> off backwards yeah and they always take off running and we make them yell fish on and that's awesome that's then the have them with their hands and they're like can i touch them I'm like yeah you just gotta wet your hands first and they touch the fish and then they're like squeezing it and like looking at it, they're like wow like i've never and i'm like yeah that's yeah. dope every time and i'm like this is every day i'm like this is the best thing ever <laughs> and it just gets better so how did you get involved with the wildlife education did you just uh how did you start doing that? Yeah. So it's, I mean, uh, I think um, my life has been pretty, I mean, it's been all over the place, but I think my, my goals and kind of where I'm hopefully headed has all been pretty similar. So with the wildlife stuff and with like being an advocate for new anglers, people of color on the water, mm -hmm. I've always had a desire to teach about nature and wildlife and the outdoors and stuff, especially um, when I became a, a wildlife biologist. And so, mm -hmm just working with different volunteer groups and then got into a few positions that I was lucky enough to teach about bears and wildlife and river ecosystems and insects and archery and just kind of all these outdoor things. So, um, which, I mean, which aligned perfectly with teaching people how to fish and, yeah. and, and sort of the public speaking stuff. So, um, yeah, just, just out of pure passion and volunteering and getting a few jobs. So that's sweet, man. Yeah, I love great. it. Um, Yoma, before we get to factor fishy, cause I know that's coming up. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about fishing in New Zealand and South Africa. Where did you fish in South Africa? Cause these guys did, yes. these guys did South Africa. Yeah. Yoma and I fished it. Two. Was it last, was it last year? Was it last year? Uh, it was the spring of last year. Yeah. 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 We're yeah, we, in, um, uh, I can't pronounce the, the Dutch. Can't, I can't, pr <laughs> I can't pronounce anything. Well, you were North of Cape town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That must be know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the same thing. Thing. So I just reached out on the guy on Instagram or yeah. I just posted on my Instagram and I was like, Hey, I'm going to South Africa. It was for my mom's 50th birthday. Yeah. I was like, Hey, I'm going to South Africa for like two weeks. And like, if anyone wants to take fishing, like, let me know. Yeah, yeah. And, um, this guy reached out and shout out to the, so the guy who runs it and owns it and his, the, the magazine is called the mission fly fishing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he yeah. uh <laughs> he he reached out and was like, "Hey man, I'll I'll take you." And I was oh, like, wicked. "Dope." That's <laughs> wicked. So yeah. we like planned it and I, like my family was like planning trips and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't care nothing about that." <laughs> um <laughs> like yeah. I just need like a day yeah. one of these days to be free. And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, you do what you want." So um I got there and we were like messaging and then came and picked me up early one morning and we went um, along this like, it wasn't like such a big river, but it was a smaller river with a creek. Mm -hmm. And he was just talking to me about like the history of, it was like north of Cape Town, the history of Cape Town. And, and uh, like we saw these like um, religious groups like praying and like doing morning worship alongside the river. So he was like telling me about that and the mountain is a scenery. And then we went out and just caught like, little rainbow trout that were oh, just nice. like this yeah, big yeah, yeah. and that's that was like our trip and i was like this is well this is like <laughs> I, so cool, man. I, like i couldn't describe to him how much i was one appreciative and and two excited just to have that opportunity mm. so that that was my that was my and that was only for a day and i i i love it and everyone's like did you get offshore like were you able to go to the flat and stuff and fish and okay. i was like you know not not really just because of the time stuff, but yeah. I would love to go back and just explore and learn more. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Eerily similar. 
very similar. I wonder if it was the same river, Mitch. It was uh, the, the area was like Turquoiseleaf. I don't know. Anyways, but it was a big. It was um, a, the setting was a huge mountain, mm-hmm. and it was a very long river. Um, and with you know, it was it was creek like. It wasn't a very wide river. It yeah, was just a very you know, uh, freestone um, river. And yeah, it was just a bunch of rainbows that we were catching the whole. And beautiful. it was it was one of my best trips. And so. And, and I think it was so appreciative of that time. Like that was just, it was mind blowing to me. And to your point, yeah, the elephant would have been good on the coast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And uh, did you, uh, um, did you, did you like, so I learned this, that you, you, you had to like fish different beats. Yeah. Like each, cause it's like, it's not private, but you have to be like part of the club. Yeah. Yeah. Like fish you have to pay beats, the beats or which was, yeah. Yeah, our guide. So that was cool to learn about, kind of like that. Totally, yeah. man. It was like, but it was beautiful water. Like there was there was a mm-hmm. lot of fish in there, and and uh, it was good to see like there. I think the reason that there's such good fishing is because of the beats and the way they, you know, practice conservation there and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But it was super cool. It was like, yeah, we fly, we fly fish the mountains, and then like the next day, Yelma's like. He was like, yeah, I'm glad you liked the mountains, man. Cause like it, the other thing was like offshore fishing the, the ocean and stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. what? We could have fished the ocean. He's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He's like, Actually, you- I didn't even think about that. Also, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I didn't either. Whole, like there's great white sharks. I know it's crazy. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. And I was, he's like, I just know you love rainbow trout. So I picked that. I was like, that's cool, man. It was great. Like, don't get me wrong. It was, but going back and fishing the ocean would be wild. Yeah, next time you gotta make an executive decision and be like, "No, nah, we're not going to do <laughs> yeah. that. We're going to the craziest them. thing we can do, which would be the ocean." Yeah. And yeah, I remember yeah. We're, we're obviously all in the group chat, and these guys were like, "Although we're because they were there for work, mm-hmm. like they were like, we got a day off and we're going fishing." And I was like, "What are you doing?" Think, and they're like, "Rainbows," and I was like, "What?" I was like, "Okay, okay great." You like stocked rainbows, like yeah. stocked rainbows in a pond. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I didn't even know that. that I just, I just didn't even know it was an. I think. Sorry, I'm not making fun of you guys going for rainbows. Well, well first of all, I didn't even know there were rainbow trout. In, yeah, same. Yeah, me neither. You know, same. I knew yeah. there was trout somewhere in Africa. I just because you know whatever they were brought yeah. over, um, but I didn't know there were that. You know, I didn't know there was that. They, they were that close to Cape Town, so that's why I was I was also surprised. And, yeah, I mean, I and, figured that all all rivers in Africa had like, you know, key, like some sort of killer fish. Tiger fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. you had to like, <laughs> you know, where have like you know wire bite yeah. line and leaders, but yeah, yeah, it was be like, oh yeah, there's dry <laughs> so, fly fishing yeah. for yeah, exactly yeah. rainbows in the mountains. I was like, okay, wild was, rainbow, yeah, and it was so cool. And it was so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that you yeah. did. I love that we can talk about that because yeah, I think it's like it's like one of those experiences not a lot of people have done because it's like oh, fly fishing with rainbow trout, you don't go South Africa, right? So mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, and then then like with the beats and stuff, you come back to uh, you know at least here in Denver, and everyone's like public lands, public lands. But then yeah. it's like yeah, in some places around the world, like not everyone even has yeah. like you have, you're not you have to be in a club to fish certain waters and stuff. So yeah, it's just I I love learning about stuff like that in other places yeah and like how yeah and how how other people do stuff because i know like Mm -hmm. i think scotland's like that too they have a beat system in england i think they do some of that um Mm -hmm. but it's not like that in in denver it's not in colorado's not like that at all no it's a fucking free-for-all it's (laughs) a mess yeah Yeah. it's just fish (laughs) wherever you want as long as you have a license you're good to go kind of thing yeah yeah if you have a license you can go i mean as long as it's not private yeah. land which there's some still some discrepancies but as long as it's not private land 
Yeah. Have at her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's oh, interesting. I know it appears like that too. So it's interesting. Like beats, maybe that's the way of the future. I don't know. I don't know. There's there's definitely an argument for it because like when I go to the river, especially now, Elon, like with steelhead season. Yeah. Like there's guys in the river straight up with baseball bats, like bashing fish and yeah. taking them home. Yeah. And I'm like, while they're spawning. And I'm like, you know, maybe the private water beats yeah. isn't a bad idea, you yeah, know? Like, is, yeah. you know, on the one hand, you're like, oh, you don't want to lose public access for sure. But then on the other hand, it's like, well, what are we doing with it anyway? Yeah, for the long-term survival of the fish in the ecosystem, mm-hmm. like, so, something has to be done, definitely, so. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And if they're not going to enforce, like, if, uh, let's say, Ministry of Natural Resources isn't going to enforce it, then yeah, maybe we do have to, you know, Buy buy rivers and yeah. man, if I like won a billion dollars more, I'd start snapping up rivers and like. Oh, abs- I would I would leave them <laughs> sort of public, but yeah, yeah. sort of public, but uh, <laughs> maybe yeah. hire a small like army. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some small militia. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty force fishing. Yeah, and like you can go and fish there, but if you do anything that I don't personally like, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that sounds like a good future. You're losing your cast in hand. Yeah. So. love it. We're and- taking. They took my. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and you fished in New Zealand too, eh? You, you went and did a trip down there. Yeah, I spent uh, two weeks with uh, a friend who is um, deployed now, but I spent two weeks on the South Island. Nice. Just we rented a van bought food for our van oh, that we could survive on and and we just drove around the south island and bummed it like i think we probably we we've never used a like a public bat like an inside bathroom um we went into one town while we were there one night to get a burger nice. um but we just drove around the south island <laughs> we would fish during the day yeah. and then whoever was at least tired we would find a spot on the map in this book and we would drive to that general area. Yeah. And then we would wake up whoever didn't drove that got to sleep in a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, and then whoever, uh, or yeah, whoever didn't drove got to, you know, go and fish and yeah. then person was sleeping and then we would just alternate like that. And we just drove around the South Island. Oh man. And the first three days we didn't catch shit. <laughs> <laughs> so my friend was like, we should get a guide. And I was like, and we kind of thought about it and we were like, oh, the price of a guide, like, yeah. I mean, I guess we could do it, but then like, I mean, once again, like I'm very competitive and my friends are also competitive. So we we're like, we can just figure it out. And we have fit, we fished um, Colorado's tailwaters. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's, I mean, it's like a common phrase and it's not a hundred percent true, but it's like a common phrase. Like if you can catch a picky fish in a tailwater here in Colorado, um, like a, a good size picky fish, then yeah. you can catch a fish anywhere because they get fished to 365 days a year with flies from, you know, this size to size 42s or whatever. Yeah. And so, and we're, you know, we're decent anglers. Um, and so we are like, we don't need a guide. And those first three days we didn't see a fish. We didn't smell a fish. We didn't see any, we, we I mean, we saw nothing and yeah. we were like, well, this trip is going to suck. Like if we just flew <laughs> yeah, 18 God. hours to sightsee. Yeah. Um, and this is going to suck, but Day number four, we uh, there was a chrome that we were fishing this river, and it's like a glacier that like kind of like went around this corner and kind of fed into the ocean. Yeah. And we were like swinging flies, just hoping like maybe something would come out of the ocean and maybe eating something. But 
the first fish we caught was like this little, it, like the color of it was chrome, but I'm pretty sure it was just a rainbow trout, but it was like shiny, shiny chrome. And it was like this big and it eaten a, uh, eaten a um, sex dungeon. Yep. And we were like, all right, well, that's a good thing. And then we finally read our, like went through our book of rivers and a lot of the rivers in the time of year, we went have like glacial silt that'll melt off yep. and all the rocks and debris in the glacier, like run into the river. And so none of the fish are there because they can't breathe. Uh, and then we're like, oh, okay. And so then we just drove around, found some more rivers and then just had absolute fun. Yeah. That's wicked. <laughs> had uh, had some stumbled onto some spots that I, I don't know if people had accessed them or fished them, but it was like some of the greatest days fishing in terms of quality of fish and quantity of fish. Yeah. So overall good. Trip. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, I'll, New Zealand is the worst place <laughs> in the world. Don't ever don't go. go. <laughs> oh man. I know. Yeah, yeah, don't go. But yeah, it's it's I I would I always tell people it's one of the prettiest places I've ever been. We yeah, we saw stuff that was in like like we tried to take pictures of stuff, but at the end of the trip we were like there's no point. Like you can't describe how pretty it was to see like a huge mountain and then like a meadow and then like this like stream coming out of nowhere and there's pretty fish in it and and the birds were unbelievable and yeah yeah it was it was it was it was so much and there are a lot of six seven pound browns and rainbows so it was Jeez. a fun trip yeah that's rad that's a big fish man it was it was fun is it time for some uh factor fish yeah Yoma? yeah 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 that time of the show so yeah yoma's got a factor fishy segment on the show where he reads three uh, fishing stories, and we have to tell if they're f- real or if they're or he's made them up. And he's gotten really okay. good at he's gotten really good at making them up. When it started, it was very easy because uh, he started writing these stories, and we could tell. But <laughs> he's killing it now. He's killing it. So we'll see. You can tell when it was in his voice. Yeah, I, I haven't done this in a while, but um, uh, fact or fishy? Do it. Ready? Like a yeah, yeah. Give her man. Fact or fishy with uh, me, Yoma. I will be your host for this segment. <laughs> Um, so the first one, it's this guy moments before, um, his wife, basically well, he's getting married. Well, wait a minute. You always, you always give them titles. No. Yeah. What's the title of this one? What's the title of this, this one? This has been such a long time. I haven't even done that. <laughs> the titles are the best part. They're so hilarious. Um, <laughs> your titles are so good, man. Are you going to make your titles up right now off the top of your head? Yeah. Okay. So. That's this, this one. Okay. So for the first one, this is called, it's gonna um, be good. Might have to get the, you the engagement. Off. This one's called the engagement. Okay. okay. The engagement. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, I just saw this on Instagram, and I, and I need to say it um, because I thought it was hilarious. This guy in a full-on suit, this gentleman in a full-on suit, um, ready, full-on tuxedo, on his way to get married. He's he's getting their, their wedding is taking place on um, a dock close to the water. So he decides to throw his rod in just before his wife comes up the aisle, just before everybody starts to sit down, 15 minutes before the actual ceremony is taking place. And he throws in his rod, um, he starts reeling in, and a 35-inch northern pike crushes his, his Rapala. Um, he then picks it up and shows everybody and shows his groomsmen and then puts it back. And I thought that that was a wicked foreshadow for things to come in his, his married life. Factor fishing. Jeez, that's a wild story. 
Well, I'm going to say because you said I saw this thing on Instagram that it's fact <laughs> and okay. not fishing. <laughs> that, that could be that could be being me being like I know, I know, but I'm just uh, that's my reasoning. All right. Yeah. I'm going to go fact. I would I got to go fact also. I would I that's some I would yeah, I would go fact. Yeah, that sounds pretty real. I'm going fact. Okay, it's fact. <laughs> <laughs> Right nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we said he was getting good at them? <laughs> so okay, so number two, um, I'm calling this one. Um, Wait, are they? Is that couple? Is that couple still together? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's true. It's a good question. <laughs> yeah, I should DM them. Like you guys still together? Did he ruin his suit? There was some slime on the side. I saw, but oh, oh man, I can't be good. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Number two. Um, calling this one six feet down. Or eight feet down. Eight feet down, okay. Eight feet down. <laughs> okay. So, the, uh, you know, and I read this on, on the Winnipeg, in, in uh, I think the Winnipeg Chronicle or something. Um, so this lady, uh, she was fishing, fishing off the dock again, but, um, and her, she hooked into something. She didn't know, obviously didn't know what she hooked into. Um, and a rod fell in. So she decided she was this lifeguard. She decided to like go after a rod and see if she can find it because she didn't actually know if there was a fish or not. She dove in, eight feet down, she saw her rod and her reel. She picked it up, started swimming back and she felt the tug and her, the fish was still on the end of the line. And it ended up being a very huge largemouth bass. Fact or fishy? Did you say the Winnipeg Chronicles? That sounds made up. Is that real? That well, real you know, it, you know, it could be Winnipeg. I, I can't remember the actual. Um, the Winnipeg Chronicles. <laughs> yeah, that does sound made up, actually. Thank you, Elon. I, I wasn't even thinking about that. I, I, I would like the newspaper <laughs> in Winnipeg to be called the Winnipeg Chronicle. <laughs> totally. I can't remember exactly the publication, but I'm, it was, you know. I'll go fact. Yeah, I'm gonna go fact Mitch? with this one. I'm going fact again. Yeah. I'll go. I'll, I'll go fishy. Elon, do you win? It's fishy. Oh man, you Damn. made that one up. Two for two, Elon. So there yeah. isn't a Winnipeg Chronicles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good instincts, Elon. I think you 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 cracked that one wide open there. Winnipeg Chronicles, <laughs> nice. Third one. Yeah. Third fact of fishy. Okay. Okay. And I'm um, calling this um, Ivy League. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So apparently, this guy. These uh, all sound like Netflix documentaries. Yeah, like yeah, Netflix shows. Yeah. <laughs> Did you check out Ivy League? <laughs> no, but Six Feet Down is great. <laughs> I love the engagement. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, apparently, so this guy in in one of the southern states caught a caught a bass, but inside this bass was another bass. And inside this smaller bass was a school with a, was a, a class ring. Okay. The guy took the class ring. There was a name on, on, on the inside of the class ring. And he actually found the dude in the town that he thought would be still in the town and delivered the ring to the guy. Back to fishing. What? Damn, um, damn. This might be a, this might be wild. Uh, you know what? I think because you said there was a bass in a bass and the ring was in that bass, like Russian doll bass style. It's a Russian doll bass. <laughs> you know, like that. Or a Storga doll or whatever they're called. I feel like that's a level of detail that you wouldn't have gone to the trouble of. 
I think you would just say, oh, a bass swallowed a ring. So I'm going to say it's it's fact because of the bass in the bass detail. And I hope I'm wrong. Um, I can be detailed. Uh, <laughs> like... I just don't. I just don't believe that he found the, the guy. guy. Like I maybe he found the ring, but you'd find the guy. Yeah, I don't know how you would do that. It's true. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fact, but I'll 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 leave my explanation till till the till after. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. F- ah. <laughs> <laughs> fact or fishy? I'll go fact. You're going fact. All those fact. Your fact, Mitch. You're what? Fishy? I guess a fishy. Yeah. No, wait, no. Yeah. You said I said, Mitch, fact. You said fact. I said fact. Yeah, I said yeah. fact. Yeah, I said fact. Three facts. Wow, you guys are right. This is actually hey. off a... Uh, right on. It's on a, a forum, actually, a fishing story forum. And apparently it's absolutely true. The guy found said, the guy? Yeah. Jeez. I've, I'm saying fact for two reasons. One, I'm pretty sure you used this story once already. <laughs> two, <laughs> two. That sounds two. familiar. I'm pretty sure this was a fact or fishing. But also, I saw it on CBC News. Whoa, it's on really? the news. Oh, nice. Oh, shit. I think Indeed. there's I also potentially we saw the same news story together on our last trip. Yeah. But, Amazing. Um, Amazing. but that's cool that he actually found the person. How did he find the guy? How did he find him? There was a name. All it says is there was a name on the inside, and I guess he found the name in the phone book and called the guy. I guess. I mean, it makes sense. You find, you know, the school that the ring is from. And the guy's like, the guy's like, what? What carrot gold is the ring? Yeah, that's my ring, man. One (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent. Diamond on it? Oh yeah, that's definitely mine. That's definitely mine. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, good factor, fishy, Yoma. Yeah, they're they're pretty pretty decent. I was gonna do the musky story. We had a musky incident up in Winnipeg actually, where but these guys know about it, so it wouldn't be fair. Where this uh, musky pulled a, a lady under under the water. Um, she's alive and well. It's fine, but um, it's pretty pretty crazy. I was gonna how use big, that. How big was the musky? I don't know. Must I didn't be, say in the article. Must have been huge. But uh, huge. the bite mark on her leg was like she was hospitalized. It was, it was like insane. a shark attack. It looked like a shark. That's, attack. Do you do you all, do you guys fish for musky and pike a lot? Uh, pike, 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 yes, yeah. musky, not as much. So so, not as much. Yeah, that's that's one of the fish that I've targeted, and I've caught like some smaller ones, but that's one of the fish that scares the <laughs> fuck out of me. Like, <laughs> yeah, like when I'm fishing for them, I'm scared. If I get one, I'm scared. When I'm taking the hook out of its mouth, I'm scared. And yeah. I'm like, whenever I'm putting them back in water, I'm like, please don't turn around. They're and monsters, kill man. me. They're and monsters. even though they're like this big, I'm like, Still. please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Musky, especially, they're just so. They can Feisty. get so huge. I'm not saying pike can't, but there's just something on musky. They just got so fat. Teeth yeah, on Yeah, it's man. like yeah. They, they, it's funny. Well, because our guide for musky the last time we went fishing, um, we were fishing in like a, a place where, you know, there's cottages and stuff. And he's like, man, these people swim in this lake. I'm not swimming in this lake. That's <laughs> yeah. This is our guide saying this. You know? wow. Yeah. Yeah. I would, that's the fish, uh, even like a bigger pike or, or a, mm-hmm. a, any musky, but I would love to get into the, I'm just, um, uh, emotionally, I don't think I can handle it right now in my life. So yeah, they're huge, man. They're huge, hundred percent. I know. Yeah. I love that. Well, that was a good factor, fishy, Emma. Um, yeah, thanks, man. And now, now I think, Mitchie's fishies. Yeah, Mitchie's fishies five. Like this is so. This is that segment I was telling you about where we we ask the same five questions every guest, and they're just more fishing questions. But there's just five of them at the end, and we kind of wrap up the show this way. Um, so I'm gonna ask you them now, uh, and take your time answering them. It's not like a buzzer beater thing or anything like that. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Any, any, anything you want to take all the time you need. The first one is, uh, what is your favorite fish and why? Oh, my favorite fish is probably, uh, it was, it was GTs. I would love to go chase Oh man, yeah. GTs, but then I took a trip to Idaho and Montana recently and caught some cutties nice. that were just like I just unbelievable fish out I guess that I could reach probably snake river cutties that I mm. dream on going to trip of would be GTs oh great I love that answer I love the two parts to that because GTs are amazing and cutties yeah. from that area sound amazing I've never fished them what's special about them well, about what GTs? No, about sorry about the cutties. <laughs> oh, GTs um, eat flip flop flies. We, we know all about the GTs. Uh, <laughs> no, just how? Just I mean, first of all, there's you know there's so many different species of cutties. Yeah. From like middle of the U.S. all the way to the coast, uh, there's different subspecies. There's I mean, even in Colorado, we have like when they're pure, like when they're actually what they are, that we have four different strains of cutthroat. Yeah. So, mm. um. And then getting out to Montana and Idaho, they're like the the cutthroat I'm used to catching are really, really red bellies and and kind of have certain looks on them. And these these Snake River cutties, they just they there's some like they look like there was like an attention to detail for yeah. like everything, all their little spots. And yeah. I love their teeth, and they always look like they have an attitude. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, that's that was my recent. That's my it definitely changed, but that's my probably my favorite fish I can get over and catch nice right on it's a great answer love it um the second one mitchie's fishies five is if you could fish anywhere in the world right now assuming it's the best time to go there and fish there uh where would you go and why would you go there either going to get some gts (laughs) uh or going going tarpon fishing i know i haven't had a chance to and i know i haven't really you know i feel like tarpon fishing is much more tight-lipped than you know, big fish in a small creek. So, um, and I'm not, I'm not trying to like pick people's brains. I, I would love to go out and do my own work, but I would love to go to like Christmas Island um, mm. or um, the Seychelles or, um, or even go get Golden Dorado, oh, man, um, yeah. go into the jungle and get Golden Dorado. That's so, so cool. <laughs> I think either, either of those places um, to get, I just want to fish that like, yeah, once again, just like scares me that I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's going to take this rod out of my hand. And I've seen so many, I mean, you know, with the fly fishing films, it's always like yeah. badass music while they're <laughs> stripping and then the huge set and then the fight. And then, yeah. um, but I would, I would love to experience like a fish exhausting me <laughs> yeah. like a fish, like trying to break my rod. So, yeah. Oh man, I know those giant tarp, like those huge tarpon that people are catching. It's like, oh my mm-hmm. god, yeah. can't imagine, man. I can't either. Trip <laughs> <laughs> though, love that. Um, number three is what is your best or favorite or one of your favorite fishing memories? Uh, my favorite fishing memories. There's a species of cutthroat here in Colorado called the greenbacks, greenback yeah. cutthroat trout, and they thought they were extinct. Um, and then there was like a small population found in the Rocky Mountain National Park here in Colorado yep. and then they found another population that was more identical to the old one and they found more and more and um I was like learning about this 
Um, and I had worked as a forest technician and I was doing like trail maintenance and stuff up in the, um, I almost said the location up in the place <laughs> here in Colorado. Careful. <laughs> um, and um, this really, really old guy who worked at our base camp or who was like the housekeeper at our base camp was like, yeah, I used to go up there and fish for these fish. Um, you know, when I was younger and they would be huge and there would be, you know, hundreds of them in a really, really small pond. And yeah you know, no one goes up there anymore. And so I had like two days off um, between our stints and I like took a trip up with my friend and we went up there and we had fish. Like there were like a series of lakes. I was like, this was, this was like number one. This was like number two. This was, and it got like higher and higher. Yeah. Um, and so we started at the bottom lake and we're catching brookies. And when we started the second lake, caught a few less brookies, caught the third lake, nothing. And then we got up to the fourth lake. And like, as the sun's setting, like over like the horizon and we're like, fishing and fishing and we're like man it's just an old guy um and then we're like fishing and we like move around to the other side and we're fishing we're fishing and all of a sudden there was like a maybe half hour 45 minute window where every time we put this leech in the water this fly in the water there was a fish and we yeah we spent like the last half an hour just catching these gorgeous greenbacks and and they Mm. were healthy and they were full and they were colorful and we didn't take any of the fish out of the water so we would net them and then we would like freaking giggle at each other like little girls and then we would look at it and then just like like lift it up or like move the net so yeah. they like swim away because um, we were like afraid of killing a population so yeah that was like that was like one of the things where it was like a lot of people want fishy spots but i think i think part of fishing mm-hmm. um especially when you really get into it is going out and just exploring and and seeing what you can find so that's my favorite fishing memory so far sounds like a really good time that sounds like a great day i love that pretty badass it was fun yeah um okay number four is uh kind of a broader question but it's just why do you fly fish why what do you get out of fly fishing why do you do it um i mean all the all the instagram quotes people post it's relaxing it's yeah um it's being out in nature it's it's yeah it's 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 simple i mean i know it can it's you know it's can be tricky or difficult to learn but it's simple it's kind of takes my mind off of things when i'm working on jokes when i'm working on the material yeah. i'll go out and fish and just have my notebook with me and just mm-hmm. write ideas write thoughts write mm-hmm. stories yeah um and sort of be engaged that way so it's it's like a it's a good little escape from all the shit that happens in the world and then um yeah so it's just i i think of it as like as an escape or another place to go be creative so yeah um yeah that's a great answer man i like totally agree 100 percent. of course all those cliches we've heard those things a hundred thousand times but it's yeah nice, nice to hear all like that. a different creative yeah, just go on instagram and put hashtag fly fishing and read <laughs> <Yeah>. someone's post <laughs> exactly <laughs> live life fly yeah. fish yeah yeah hey, live life fly fish <laughs> Uh, okay, number five, Mitch's Fishies Five, is what fly pattern represents you best and why? If you were a fly, what would you be? We're making a coffee table book. Yeah, <laughs> with everybody. With answers. all the answers. <laughs> Dude, I had this kid growing up with. Sorry, this is a tangent. I had this kid <laughs> growing up with who would pretend to be a mosquito. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right on. <laughs> and he, like, I don't know why we were like in the elementary school and he would like buzz around people's ears and then like oh, try man. to like kiss someone's neck. And that was like, if you got bit. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, it's a good way to make friends. I don't, 
I don't know what happened to him, but <laughs> I do I do remember Sean. He's in um, jail now. <laughs> he probably he probably is. He's probably he probably got canceled way before that was a thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, he kissed the wrong person's neck, and now he's in jail. <laughs> yeah, one yo one time a lady licked my neck after a show. She was like what? a four year old woman. I like got off stage and she like licked my neck, and I was like, Sean. Like if I was a if I was a woman, this would be sexual assault. But yeah. all my friends thought it was funny. So, uh, <laughs> what did was, you do? Yeah, just like she walked up to you and just licked your neck. Yeah, she, well, I was I like I was on stage and I was talking about sex and and women and joking around and just being an idiot. Yeah. And she and like there was a point where like she like tried to recite or like edit one of my jokes on stage. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, you think you're fucking funny, huh? Um. And she like laughed and then I was like, no, no worries, you'll you'll come to me after the show. And then she came up to me after the show and and licked my neck and I wish <laughs> I wish that hadn't happened, but that's so <laughs> random. Um, what was the question? Oh, we're fly, we're fly you were legend. fly. What would you be? Uh, yeah, fly, yeah. If I was a fly, do do people usually pick their favorite? Um, people sometimes, usually yeah. have a favorite fly. We're kind of all over. Well, uh, sometimes people like, pick a favorite. Sometimes they pick a fly that they feel like, you know, the qualities of this fly kind of. I'm. I feel that. a little bit similar. You know, my personality to that, or or a fly that they just like have a special memory with, or something like that. I could be a fly well there's like i have like three or four flies that i keep with me constantly doesn't matter where i'm fishing that i know 92 percent of the time always work yeah um it would have to be it would have to be the peacock soft hackle okay right on hmm. nice Why? yeah How not come? not uh, well but also like I, you can't go wrong with the all black. Like my one of my favorite flies is the all black Mitch with the tungsten bead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would probably say the soft hackle because um, this this is gonna make me sound arrogant. It's, oh no, don't like, worry, don't worry. No. It's like I'm the greatest of all time. Hey man, I, it's I think the peacock soft. Hackle, no, yeah. uh, <laughs> I think it's I think it's uh, I think it's a really versatile flies you can use a bunch of different situations yeah so you can dead drift it you can you know pop it you can have it on the swing yeah you can swing it and pick it up you can dead drift it you can i've caught in i've caught in panfish i've caught in whitefish i've caught in trout i've caught in a lot of different species on this fly so i think it's all it's always something that um yeah, it's just no matter what situation you put it in. Now, I like to think I'm like that. Like I can, I'm adaptable, and I'm, and also I think it looks pretty gangly. And I'm, you know, I'm a tall, <laughs> lengthy man, so I think that. Uh, but yeah, I think peacock soft hack would probably be. I love that man. My 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 fly. I would use to describe myself. I think. I don't know. I don't know if anybody's I'll, said a soft tackle before. That's the first time we've gotten that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel. I definitely feel like it's more of a. It's a fly. Or even that material is more of an old school because a lot of the old school mm-hmm. streamers and web nymphs all had soft hackle and now you know everything's much more synthetic and realist. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I, it, it's it's my favorite. And when I'm teaching kids and if they're not catching the fish, we have like a little tub of like the flies we like are donated to us. But I'll go and reach inside my box and be like, "Here, put this on," yeah. and then. <laughs> I'm like, don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> keep that. that. That's between us, and you can keep that. So <laughs> that's cool. 
That's a great fly, man. I love that. And if you think of a different fly later on and you're like laying in bed looking at your ceiling and you're like, wait a second. <laughs> Send us an email. Well, totally. Probably totally. wake up in the middle of the night like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, Cold yeah, sweat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Zebramidge. Zebramidge. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, many, how many people have said of a, how many people have said a Clouser minnow? Uh, we've gotten a couple uh, Clousers, I think. Yeah, Not as many as people have said Wooly, wooly bugger. bugger. We got a lot of Wooly Oh, buggers. yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's easy, right? That's an easy answer, right? Yeah, it's yeah. great fly. Yeah, it's a great fly. It's a great fly. Um, <laughs> that's it for Mitch's Fishies 5. Elon, man, it's been... This has been a blast chatting, man. It's been really cool getting to know you. Yeah, thanks guys for having me. I've had I've had a lot of fun. Usually, I because of COVID and everything, and I've been on a bunch of comedy shows and yeah. and and different stuff. And I usually hate Zoom, but this was fun. Right this on, was yeah. a lot more great. fun than nice. anything I've done in a long time. So I appreciate it, guys. Wicked oh, good. great! Well, really yeah, great chat. I will Our say pleasure. now's the time to shamelessly plug yourself and your whatever you're working on. So yeah, BFF. Where can people find like you? Do you want people uh, to find you? Hashtags, Instagrams, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Well, if you guys see me in public, like, don't bother me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am a classic introverted anti-social person. I know with my public speaking and stuff, yeah. I would much rather speak in front of a thousand people than have a conversation with like yeah. two people randomly on the street about yeah. the weather or traffic or whatever it is they want to talk about. Yeah. So um, if you see him on the street, just be like, oh, are you Elon? Dope. And I'll be like, oh, what's your name? And I'll introduce myself and then we could move on separate ways. But um, I really don't want to be. <laughs> I like I like living in my bubble. Uh, but I do have a podcast with, uh, with a good friend of mine um, who's another comic here in Denver. Um, he's a touring comic, but he's here stationed and uh, it's called Get Home Safe. Um, so you guys can check out that podcast on wherever you find podcasts. Yeah. Um, and then follow and support Brown Folks Fishing. Um, as you know, and like the page, share it. Um, if you have any questions, please message BFS. And we always, always message back and, and take care of people where we can. So, and that's questions about fishing or life or, or whatever. We love chatting with people. So, yeah, Brown Folks Fishing, uh, Get Home Safe podcast. And um, yeah, that's oh, yeah, Black my own bird. Instagram. Flexi Berwin, you can follow that if you want. Yeah. I don't, I don't care if you do. If you do, dope. Uh, but yeah, I, I appreciate um, all the all the love and support. So, Brown Folks Fishing and and Get Home Safe podcast. Right on. We we'll can... put those in the show notes too, links so people can find them. Just go to perfect. Uh, go to check out our website. You can find the links through the Podbean. Um, but yeah, it's been awesome to uh, to get to know you today. And um, yeah, you'll be happy to know we're not influencers. We don't influence shit. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, just trash influencers, <laughs> and you guys are like, actually, you know, <laughs> nah, we don't. <laughs> we have no, we carry no influence at all. Well, now but. that he's yeah, now that he's gone, uh, <laughs> we have a new promo code, yeah. and it's twenty uh, percent off wool socks. Um, yeah, it was great to talk, Elon. It was really thanks for taking the time to chat with us, and uh, um, and yes, thank uh, you. Yeah, Wicked. yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. It was it was good chatting with you. Hopefully, we can meet in the future in person and. That'd Maybe go to a, go to a comedy show together or go oh, fish yeah, somewhere right. in the world would oh, be yeah. dope. Hey, let's meet in South Africa next year. Oh, oh sounds love good, that. man. <laughs> <laughs> let's meet in South Africa next year. It's, it's on the books. I love that. I love That's, that. That sounds good. Yeah, that'd be. You're gonna come over. Well, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like if if I could have if I could have come on that trip that time or whatever, I was jealous. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Sweet. Let's definitely get together down the road, man. But uh, and try to hit the water. That'd be fun. These yeah, guys gonna have to see Colorado. 
you guys have to see color. Oh, please do. And I will, yeah. I will, I will bring, I would take you guys to the places, to the spots. Sweet. Right. So we won't yeah, tell anybody. A, we can promise you that. It will. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I fish with my gun. So <laughs> perfect. Um, <laughs> um yeah we yeah don't no no worries no worries it's just you know i, I work with bears and mountain lions and stuff but uh yeah come out do see shows and yeah. and come fish i would love to have you guys we okay. meet you guys so right on awesome perfect Likewise. well thanks man all right yeah nice you guys have a great night. day you yeah absolutely man. You. appreciate you guys yeah you too man <laughs> see ya well that was eland what a nice guy that guy what a what a fantastic uh fella that was an awesome show great yeah. chat yeah um, it's cool to talk about Colorado fishing and also it was great that somebody we could talk to somebody about our trip to South Africa you know that was fun to hear about I know his experience it was cool I loved it yeah no it was good <laughs> very good show um yeah and also like to talk about you know this is our first guest that kind of talked about sort of you know um BIPOC people getting into the into fishing and being comfortable fishing which is really interesting and really good um mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I hope we did it justice. I mean, it's such a huge topic, obviously. And uh, yeah, like you said, it is the first guest we've had on the show, but it was cool to to kind of dig into it and talk about, you know, uh, from his perspective and, you know, being in the U.S. fishing and and uh, BFF and the stuff they're doing. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. It's cool that, like, I guess that's, you know, the good part of both social media is that you can, like, yeah connect different cities uh, different communities and like get inspired by that it's like oh look what these people do maybe i can get involved you know 100 yeah. percent, man that's what i love about that's what i was trying to get to with social stuff i love that on instagram yeah. you know despite like okay sure there's like this whole world of the stuff we're always like social media is like oh people live in their best lives but you know what rock and roll like hey everybody's yeah. just everybody's just doing their thing and it's cool to be able to connect in that way and see mm -hmm. i mean that's mm -hmm. how we met that's how we met eland that's how we met so we met Chloe, Chloe. That's how we met Matt. You know what I mean? Yeah, it can lead to honest connections for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. <clears throat> but it was a uh, it was a fun show. Oh, like but to your point, Mitch, I think we did do it justice. I really do. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. I hope so. I hope people listening are uh, take something away and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, and I hope I hope maybe you get involved with BFF. Get involved yeah. with BFF. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or start something else in your own community and yeah, hundred percent. Make a part of your fly fishing club. Yeah. No, that's good stuff. That no, was great, and thanks, Elon, for coming on again. It was cool to cool to get to chat. Love your page and and uh, your comedy. Seen some videos. Be and, awesome uh, to go see one of his uh, one of his sets. One fun. Yeah, it'd be time. awesome, man. It'd be so it's good. so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I love I love I love stand up. We didn't even talk about that. I'm a, I'm a huge stand up fan, and uh, and we all love laughing. We're all big laughing fans. We do laugh. Yeah, and I do yeah, love we, to laugh. We've both done stand up too. We didn't even talk about that. We don't want to be like, hey, yeah, we've done stand up, and Elon's like, actually, I did. I said that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You guys, said, you guys, you guys talked about that. You guys have both done your little stand up classes. Yeah, you know I'm telling you, man. Yeah, man. You'll Great set. And Mitch, that test set you sent me was pretty funny. Hey! Which one? Well, the joke I really liked was uh, so I went to the <clears throat> so I went to the doctor the other day for. Uh, I had a lump on my testicles and it turns out it was my penis. <laughs> yeah, I had an erection. <laughs> yeah, that's what I started my whole set with. That's what you started your set with? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey man, you gotta start with a banger. Everybody, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> everybody's like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, everyone was like, oh, <laughs> this is what we're in for for the next three minutes. Look at this guy. Yeah, yeah no, no, it's great, man. It's, it it's jokes. <laughs> you know what? It's cool to meet people like Elon who are like, so mm -hmm. uh, their interests are so eclectic and 
and different and like uh unique mm-hmm. you know fly mm-hmm. fishing then he's a wildlife biologist and then he's like a stand-up comedian and it's like that is such a cool combination of things very interesting guy i love yeah. people like that you know uh, one thing i meant to ask when i kind of blanked was does he ever work fishing into his axe oh yeah true yeah that's a good question damn it but- well, we promise Damn listeners it. at home we will get that answer to that question when we meet Eland um, or when we go see his set. Uh, and everybody check out Eland's sets too. He's, po- he's got some posted on his Instagram channel and you can watch his stand-up sets and, uh, and all that jazz. But uh, yeah, check the show notes as well for, for mm-hmm. links to BFF and to Elon mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. and to uh, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, this show's coming out November 1st. Yeah, it's October. So we'll be a month deep into Steelhead season. Mitch Hello. and I went last weekend yeah. uh, with Ada's twice, and uh, twice, which was great. Yeah, on the, the Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, Mitch, you caught a. Well, we caught the grand slam that day. Yeah. No steelhead, but <laughs> oh. a like ten pound drum, <laughs> a yeah. five pound catfish, and a huge smallie. Yeah, big smallmouth. That's the biggest all on this all on the spay rods. A catfish on the spay rod. Yeah, Joe Is caught Joe caught his catfish. Well, he's caught he caught a bunch, but and a big drum, big drum, like a ten pound drum. Crazy. Huge drum. Yeah, and then like, I got that bass, and that was the biggest bass I've caught on the Grand. It was a it was a thick fish. I was like, oh wow, okay. That fish was, was well, when it, smallmouth man, and it was like pissed. Hit like a steelhead. Um, kinda. It, it, actually, you know what? I kind of felt like a bass, but then I saw the colors. I was like, "Is this like a chinook?" Because we've caught we've caught chinook there before uh, in the past, Joe and I once. Um, mm. So I think sometimes they get scragglers in there. But um, but yeah, it was a big bass. It was cool. It was beautiful fish. Nice colors it on it. It was fun. Beautiful, beautiful. But you know fish. what I'm looking forward to it's is a nice way to spend uh, the the Thanksgiving day off. Oh yeah, hundred percent, man, hundred percent. I'm looking forward to the cold weather steelheading because that was a that day was better. But for, we went out the couple days before and it was like 25 degrees. It was like summer fishing. It was whack. I was like, this sucks. I don't. I want to be freezing cold. You know, like that's what we're doing. Probably why for. you got that bass. Yeah, that's probably why I got that bass. <laughs> probably definitely why you got that bass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, we're gonna go out steelheading again soon. When uh, next weekend? World. Yeah, next weekend we could go out. Um, no, no, we're going with Tyler next weekend. Was oh, next weekend the Tyler weekend? Yeah, flywater guiding, baby. Yeah, man, I, I lose track of time so easily. Yeah, and then so we can have this Halloween, and I'm definitely gonna go steal it on Halloween because Halloween's on a Saturday. Should we go? Should we go in costume? <laughs> yeah. You don't want to go with a Spider-Man mask on? <laughs> okay, all right. You pulled. You, you twisted my leg. Twisted. Yeah, I had to go with the comic book character. You got him. Yeah. I knew you wouldn't dress up as like Fra- Frankenstein, but like he's yeah. locked in now. Yeah. Oh, baby. Well, we're going... F- yeah, we're steelheading next week. Okay, cool. It's going to be good. Yeah, man. Rock and roll, my friends. We're on drift boats next week. That's fun. That's pretty fun. cool. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. fun. So are we doing both days? Like, are we going to be fishing both days, or are we just going up for... Yeah, we're fishing both days. Drifting both days. Fishing both days. Drifting both days. Gonna oh, have yeah. last in the boats. Can I use... Yes. Can I use your... Can I use somebody's setup? Why? Well, we're going to be using our setups. <laughs> yeah, right. what am I going to use? I just got my one, my one maybe, rod. Yeah, get that spay rod, baby. Go get that spay rod, yeah. This is a great reason to get it. Yeah. We're gonna get it on some stretches that we can't normally get to. Hey, swig with a big spay rod. cast. Yeah, you can. You'll figure it out. We'll get you. You'll be cast. You can roll a cast, and that'll be the start, and we'll go from we'll there. Go from there. <laughs> you'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. 
We'll figure it out. Well, it's going to be fun next weekend, everybody. Um, everybody at home, thanks for listening to the show. And we hope that uh, you enjoyed listening to Elon. Check out the mm-hmm. show notes again to see all those mm-hmm. pages. And we hope everybody's doing well and enjoying their mm-hmm. fishing time uh, out there in the world. And um, that's it for me, Mitch. Uh, Aldo? Thanks, everybody. Yelma? Thanks, everyone. Oh. What? Thanks, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <okay>. What? <laughs> and uh, all right. Thanks for listening. Take care. You can find all of SoFly's content at SoFly.ca. On Instagram, we're at the SoFly Crew. You can reach us at the SoFly Crew at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or concerns. On Facebook, we're SoFly, and our podcast is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify.